On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we are once again playing the most dangerous game, this time with Blumhouse's The Hunt, sponsored by Miller Theatres. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I am Carson. And in this uh, coronavirus world of quarantines, we are covering The Hunt this week, which thankfully was dropped on digital. Yeah, we were planning on going, and then, like, immediately theaters closed although i will say some of the theaters were like uh we're still gonna stay open at like 50 percent capacity and they're like well then we're gonna stay open maybe less than 50 percent and space things out and then like a day later it's like nah we're done well they didn't say that jackson county said that well yeah sorry i mean they they were mandated (laughs) yeah yeah you're done (laughs) yeah the progression of that went really really quickly yes yes so then they put it out on streaming yeah. So you, you could pay 20 bucks to watch it on Amazon Prime. And so that's what I ended up doing. And I'm pretty sure I'm never going to do that again. Uh, okay. So talk more about that. Why? Because like, I know that basically anytime I go to the theater, like if it's even matinee, I think it's like seven, seven bucks a ticket. Um, so let's say that me and my wife go, that's 14. Plus you have to add in the online convenience fees because I always get mine online. So I'm probably at 20 bucks minimum to see this movie anyways, which I was probably going to do. So to me, the price point is fine. See, uh, sure. As far as what I would have spent versus what I did spend, but watching it at home, it, it felt wrong spending 20 bucks on that. <laughs> You know, I mean, I don't know if it was just because of the movie, but even the, even the atmosphere, like when we go to the movies, we go to the movies and I enjoy it. It's an outing. You know, we, we go eat or we eat at the theater, we have popcorn, whatever. Um, it, it feels like, okay, this is something that we're doing. It's 20 bucks. Now paying 20 bucks at home, it's like, there's so much content that's free. And I get, if you want to see the new thing that comes out, you're going to pay for it, but it just, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. Wow. So I just didn't like, I don't, I liked the idea of not leaving and getting the movies. And then at that whole experience, I maybe five bucks, definitely not 20, but even that I'm like, okay, this is just not to me. It's not worth it. Well, I have a very, a different feel when I go to the theater. I can get that. I mean, going to a theater is an event. I, I prefer the theater atmosphere, you know, minus stupid people um so that's one of the reasons why i like being at home um i mean once you factor in concessions and anything like that i mean you're actually saving money you know sure staying at home but i get it's not all about the money i i will say for me um you know during quarantine is a different story but on any given week i mean you know this we, we talk about when we go and try and see movies i mean i've got practices happening for kids i've got games happening for kids um, you know, there's some weekends where I just, I'm not even sure how I'm going to remotely pull off seeing a movie. So for me, the convenience of being able to see something at home for 20 bucks, 
outweighs everything else because that means when I've been at a volleyball tournament from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and then come home, I, I don't have to go out to the movie to catch it. I can just watch it on my TV, which is not an ideal experience. I, I definitely agree with you on that one, but the convenience side of it for me is just so, so much more appealing. No, I get that. And even the 20 bucks uh, definitely could save, you know, a family of three or four or five, you know, quite a bit of money. Uh, I, I get that and you don't have to leave and you can throw it on and, and watch whatever it is that you're, you're missing. I just, for, for me, that, uh, that, that won't go down again. <laughs> <laughs> so even on quarantine, like I, yeah, if I'm going to watch it at home, I'll just wait for it to come out on Netflix or, you know, some other streaming service when they're done charging. Cause it's the same experience for me. I like okay. going to the movies and I like seeing the movies that, that come out. I just, it, it truly felt like a waste, and uh, and that that was my experience. And again, we're talking the hunt here, so maybe that had something to do with it. But uh, but then again, I saw the I saw Bloodshot in the theaters, and that that felt different. And I think sure. Bloodshot was a worse movie. So okay, uh, I'm, I'm trying to equate the two there. Yeah, and I, that's that was actually going to be my next question for you. Um, let's say I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that's been delayed. Uh, Black Widow. Like, yeah, we're still in quarantine come Black Widow and Marvel says, all right, 20 bucks. What do you know? I mean, as a business expense of our podcast, I feel like I'd have to I have to watch it. Sure. And I love Marvel movies, so I want to see it if I can. I mean, if it's, hey, you got to wait another month and everybody's going to see it before you. uh, And that's my only option. Then, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. But if I have, oh, you know, Wonder Woman's announced that it's going to go streaming and theaters. You know, they're they're toying with that idea. I would not watch it at home. Sure, like that, that's not even on my. You're radar. you're always going to opt for the theater if that's an option. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I I totally get it. There's you lose a little bit of something. I mean, you just can't replicate. I mean, you could have a, a which I know you do. You have a theater in your basement. Uh, big picture, great sound, but there's still something left. You know that you just can't quite replicate yeah it's just again it's an event and i'm I'm okay paying for that yeah but not for the hunt not for the hunt <laughs> well i would have paid for it for the hunt but yeah right all right yeah. well uh before we get into the hunt we should probably kick it over to our sponsor miller theaters this episode of two views movies is proudly sponsored by miller theaters your family owned and operated hometown theater recently voted number one movie theater in eastern jackson county Come see us on Tuesdays for crazy discounts, including $5 movies all day long. Go big by selecting a showtime in our Lux Auditorium. It's our signature state-of-the-art auditorium with electric recliners, wall-to-wall iris screens, Dolby 7.1, and more. Check us out at MillerTheaters.com today. Thank you, Miller Theaters, for sponsoring this episode. And I know the shutdown is is not easy for them, uh, so... Uh, if you can uh, get online, buy some gift cards for for them. So when they do fire back up, y'all can go help them get through this uh, this quarantine time. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of talk of supporting small businesses during this time, and Miller Theaters is is one of those. They're not one of the big chains like AMC. So when things open back up around here, we should all make an attempt to to go support some local business and head out to Miller Theaters. You ready for the hunt? Let's get into this. Okay. In this subversive satire, a group of liberal elites gather for the very first time at a remote manor house to hunt Trump supporters for sport. 
but the elite's master plan is about to be derailed because one of the hunted, Crystal, knows the hunter's game better than they do. She turns the tables on the killers, picking them off one by one as she makes her way toward the mysterious woman at the center of it all. Directed by Craig Zobel, who did Compliance, which I've never seen, and Z for Zachariah, which uh, I have not seen, but I can picture the poster in my head. Uh, cast in this, Betty Gilpin, Macon Blair, Ike Barinholtz, Hilary Swank, and several other people that probably none of us would recognize by name. All right. So I have a problem with that description. I mean, they, sure, clearly are referencing the political times right now, but they don't They don't ever say Trump. Well, true. They say deplorables, which is, and I actually, I think that was in the description. I think I just, it was in, it was parenthetical in the, in the blurb and I just left it out, but they do mention deplorables, which is code for Trump supporters. Due to, due to Hillary. Yes. Well, so, so this, this movie was canceled in uh, September. I don't remember. Was it the Vegas shooting that did it? Yeah, it was August okay. or September when it was supposed to come out, and then they said, due to the yeah the mass shootings, that they delayed it. Said okay. it was 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 not the time to put a movie like this out. After seeing it, I'm, I mean, sure it would have gotten backlash, but I think it's going to get backlash now anyway. But I don't think the timing really mattered on that. Yeah, it seemed hypersensitive at the time. I mean. So a couple of things with that, right? Like it doesn't really have like I can understand delaying the movie if it had a mass shooting scene that right. might just be not very tactful at the Too time. Too close to home, yeah. Yeah, but one, this is a remix of a movie and a story we've seen many times before, hundreds. Um, yeah, so like I'm not quite sure why they felt like this was not the right time, especially because this does try to be a little bit politically oriented and the, the killings, as far as I could tell from the mass shootings that we're talking about really weren't. So yeah, I'm, I I get it. They were probably just being hypersensitive. Didn't want any of the blowback, maybe didn't want the down box office. That's probably really what it related to is they thought they might not make as much money. So they pushed it back. I mean, I'm guessing that's what it really was, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't really, having seen it now, I'm like, all right, I mean, how's it, would we have delayed? I feel like I always reference John Wick on our podcast. So, like, would you have delayed John Wick? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you would have or not. I, I don't know. see, and I don't, I don't think so. And if you look at all the other ones that did not delay and did not move, I mean, they're just as violent movies. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't politically charged, but as far as gun violence goes, it's right. they're they're rampant. And I will say, like. I guess I feel like when things tend to be politically charged, uh, I feel like there's usually complaints. Uh, this could be me. Uh, that things in movies are from the left, kind of attacking the right, and this tries to flip that on its head. So in fact, it's it's kind of the opposite in a way. But I, I don't well, and know. I, and I think that's what the director was trying to say when they delayed it. Was no, no, it's not what you think. You right. know, and he goes. I think when they watch it, they'll realize. And and truly, I don't. I don't care which side is is sure. which. Um, and like, okay, it it kind of did a twist, but was yeah. it that much? <laughs> right. You know. And yeah. so it's like, all right. So he's like, oh no, it's a twist because liberals don't kill people. I'm like, wait, sure. you're saying, but you're saying the other side does. That's why it's a twist. I mean, yeah. Uh, so it, like I said. Maybe if it was this September, 
I think. That would have been better. Election you know, season. Yeah, yeah, election season. You're right there on, you know, that could have been a better time to drop it as far as money goes and get uh-huh. people to talk about it. And I think they're, uh, I think they're, they'll get a lot of people watching it because it was delayed, because there was a buzz around it. Oh, oh you're not supposed to watch this. Ooh, that now it's taboo and I want to go watch it. Yeah. You know, but I think it had been really... Obviously, Corona was unexpected, but if they could have dropped it back in their original slot on election year, that would have been different, I think. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I think you've got something to that, too. Like, maybe it created a little bit more buzz by delaying it. And maybe they knew what they had on their hands. I I have only kind of vaguely seen what's been around online, but I, I don't think that there's a lot of love for this movie. I think it ranges from it's terrible to it's fine uh, without anybody really being like, oh, you got to go see this. So, I mean, maybe they acknowledge that in a way and was like well let, who cares then let's just delay it maybe build some buzz you know that kind of stuff well they did they changed their marketing i mean uh kudos to them for it's uh i don't know if you saw the marketing campaigns but you know this movie was told that that you shouldn't see this and nobody's even seen the movie and they're saying that that you shouldn't see it and, <laughs> and trying trying to build it that way of oh this yeah. the shroud of mystery uh could have worked if the movie was good yeah. you know and so I just think it's not getting a lot of buzz because they're like, oh, the movie's not that great. Yeah, I agree. Um, so one of my main complaints, I guess, just with this in general. So we, we referenced this before. It's based on an old short story called The Most Dangerous Game. We've seen, I mean, I didn't even have to look this up, but off the top of my head, I was able to rattle off like four or five movies that either had this or were, you know, at least kind of tangentially related. So let's hear them. Okay, Surviving the Game. No, I've not seen that. I, that in my when I was looking for, have you seen that as Gary yeah. Busey and Ice T? Ice T, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Hard Target. Uh, yes. Okay. Avenging Force in the eighties with Michael Dudikoff. <laughs> you and yeah. Michael Dudikoff. Yeah. Uh-huh. You celebrate the entire collection. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I mean, basically predators. I mean, it's not humans hunting humans, but I mean the concept of people being hunted by something else is essentially what this movie is. Mm, okay. That's a stretch. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a stretch. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm saying like loosely based, like clearly it's more, you can do better than that with the same actor. Uh, who running man. Oh, no, 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 no. I was saying predators, ters, not predator. The one with, uh, Adrian Brody, where they actually kidnap them, uh, take them to their planet and hunt them. Okay. Okay. Still a better, yes. but Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and Running Man. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I completely missed on that. Running Man. You can even put hung- Hunger Games in there. Uh, Yeah, but I feel like that's they're killing each other at that point as opposed to, like, you know, hunters, like, you know. Okay. Hunting game, but, but sure. Ready or not? Yeah, I kind of. That's more of, like, stalker murderish, but I yeah, that's fine because she's kind of... They are murdering people. Put, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's just one. Yeah. So, okay. But this is a good bridge because like surviving the game, hard target, avenging force, and the hunt are really not any kind of new cool takes on the concept. It's just oh, you, a, a I, regurgitation. I got one more. Oh, you do? Okay. Condemned with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. I don't think I've seen that one. They drop a bunch of convicts on an island and they hunt them. It's okay. very it's very running man paralleled. Okay. So I guess my problem with the hunt is like surviving the game and hard target and avenging force. It's really just like straightforward 
like we're just gonna have you hunt people the difference with like predators and running man stuff like that like they try to at least put a spin on it and i know that the spin on this one was supposed to be more like meta more of the who is in the game and why the political angle that we talked about but there's not enough else unique about the movie to make it feel like it's anything new or worth watching where some of these other movies at least conceptually did something with it yeah and i think the the main problem that this has it killed off all the contestants so early oh i loved that though well i mean i'm i'm good with the the killing of the girl from we are the millers uh-huh. And then uh, the guy, the, the guy surprised me. That was for, he was a Green Arrow in Smallville, and then okay. uh, he was also Aquaman in their first attempt at that. So he has two DC characters. But he mm-hmm. when when he died, I thought he was going to be you know a little bit further in. Um, and I like killing some of them, but it feels like okay, we're already down to to one person, right? I'm like this this seemed, you know, like a wasted concept. I mean, yes and no. I mean. That's the one thing I thought they did that kind of kept it fresh for me because they really hone in on the blonde girl, which I'm assuming is from We the, Mil- we the Millers, and then she gets off really quickly. And so you're thinking, okay, well, that caught me by surprise. So now we're going to follow the guy, and the guy gets off really quickly. And then you get to Ike Barinholt, who you recognize from other movies. You're like, oh, okay, so he's going to be the guy that kind of goes along and meets up with – because you know that the girl from Glow, Betty Gilpin, you, you know she's the main character, so she's going to be around forever just because of the marketing. So right. you're probably thinking like, oh, Ike's going to meet up with, with her later on. Then, nope, Ike is off really quickly. So I, I at least like that where it just felt like um, they, they didn't really care. We're just going to start mowing through people. Well, I would have been fine with that if there were more people. I, that That's just, they're all being hunted. I just didn't like that it's now just them hunting her so quickly. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I sent you a message uh, after I watched this. I was like, I wonder if you're going to have the same comment that I did at the beginning. Um, so I have to ask this very vaguely, but like in that opening, did you have, what, what were your overall thoughts, I guess, on the opening besides everybody dying quickly? Did you have any thoughts? Um, I had thoughts. Um, I don't, I don't know where you're leading me. Well, I had a thought and as, as I had the thought, I'm like, this is a very Carson thought, but <laughs> I remember in that opening scene when they, uh, hit into like the spike pit and then they step on the landmine. Yes. I remember thinking like, well, that's not really hunting. Like, why would you go through this whole process to want to hunt people if you're just going to have them like die by booby trap like that's that defeats the whole purpose right that's exactly what i said to my wife that's fine. okay <laughs> I, I wasn't i wasn't sure what you were what you were going for but yeah like why have why have a landmine there if the the whole point is you hunting them exactly like yeah. i i truthfully did not get that and I, I like i said the minute it, that thought entered my head i was like that's a carson thought like he, there's no way he watches this and does not say that exact same thing because it's yeah. true like what's the point I mean, narrowing them into a tiger trap, I guess, at some point, you know, sure, yeah, maybe like if you're, you're going that route, but that's right off the field, the main firing field. Like, yeah, that, it didn't make any sense. They, I felt like if I was hunting people, I would have gotten no joy out of that kill. Right. How, I mean, how could you? Yeah. So yeah. it, that doesn't make any sense. And what if they'd have walked in the landmine before they opened the, the crate sure. or fell in the tiger trap? Yeah. You don't know what's happening yet, and these people are dying. <laughs> right. 
You know? Yeah. Or what if they all die? I mean, like you set up this big elaborate hunt and then you don't get to actually do anything. I mean, it's like setting up a big game hunt, which I think is stupid anyway, but then like you just set landmines out for whatever animal that you're hunting like that. It just, it's not hunting at that point. I will say, uh, in Goldeneye proximity mines and watching somebody run into them is pretty hilarious. Yes. So maybe, so maybe, (laughs) maybe that's where they get their, their idea. I guess. But yeah, I I thought (laughs) you would, uh, I thought you would, um, appreciate that. I did. I did. And that's, that's exactly what I said during that part of why, why waste? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. So another point I have, I'm just going to bounce all around. I, one of the things that annoyed me is, uh, so they eventually explained Snowball slash Betty Gilpin slash Crystal, whatever you want to call her. They explained her skills. Uh, Call her Glow. Yeah. She was in the military, served in Afghanistan. She was in the shit, as they say. So, okay. She's good with guns. She can fight. I get that. What I didn't really understand was how and why so quickly she knew everything that was happening why'd she kill those people in the yeah like she it's like i guess we're just supposed to believe that her instinct led her to know that this was all fake i mean i know that there was like clues like the cigarette said it was like six but it just seemed like she was able to clue in on everybody that was a part of the game when everybody else couldn't and i guess we're just supposed to believe that she's because she's a badass i mean and that's fine i just it seemed really weird to me that she just was able to like spot everything right away i'm fine with her spotting it once she knows it's going on but she walked into the gas station and then murdered two people because they had the wrong price right that she, she hadn't seen a dead body yet i guess she could have been watching people get shot down from the when she was heading north. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I guess but, so. Yeah. You know, they were in on it and just murder them. Right. And it just seemed like a weird plot thing for me because... I, so I'll tell you where my mind went. At the time, they were clearly making an effort to hide Hillary Swank's face on the airplane. and yeah. Even so, in the, the boardroom conversation. Yeah, yes. So as they were doing that, I was like, okay, there's clearly a reason they don't want us to see this person's face. And then this girl is able to like know everything that's going on. So I actually went down the route in my head of, okay, well, is it possible that she's the girl from the airplane and the people that were in the hunt turned on her and put her in the game. And now she know that's why she's so good at knowing what's going on. And now basically she's turned it into, I got to go get revenge on the people who just, you know, screwed me over and put me in the game. That's a better movie. I think so. And that's where my mind went. No, I, I did not have that that thought. I was wondering why they weren't showing Hillary Swank when you put her in the all the marketing. Okay, <laughs> again, another podcast in a row of this. I forgot all <laughs> the marketing on this. Had no idea no. Hillary Swank was in this. Well, they show her fighting in the kitchen, and so you knew that was happening later. Um, yeah, see, I didn't. And I think the reason why they put the kitchen scene in there is because she was saying it was all fake. You know, that didn't happen or mm-hmm. something like that. Of So it made you think, oh, maybe this hunting people isn't real. But like there's one trailer that made it sound like it was a whole the whole thing was set up for some reason. Some fake sure. that didn't come anywhere near what this movie was about. Yeah. So I, I don't know why they would have put it in there. I don't know why they were hiding her face. I, I don't well, get it. Well, OK, yeah. 
So from my standpoint, not having remembered anything specific about the trailers, like I, I knew of the hunt, but like I couldn't tell you anything that was in the trailers. Forgot Hillary Swank was in this. It actually really annoyed me that they hid her face because the only reason you hid her face was because she is Hillary Swank. If it had been a nobody, there would be no reason to do that. Yeah. And is Hillary Swank somebody you hide? <laughs> Agreed. Like I don't it just seemed really bizarre. Like you're not hiding her because of her role in the movie. You're hiding her because of who she is in real life. Uh which is dumb because then I started, you know, trying to solve the movie like we always do, and that's where I went down the path of, well, this has got to be somebody we know, because why would you hide her face? And then nope, it's just we're hiding her face because she's a once upon a time A lister. So so I'm going to ruin our, our question later um, because we're here and it makes sense to drop it right now. But I was thinking of is, is Hillary Swank a known liberal? And so I, I was thinking like, is that you. like, is that a like it would have been better if she was almost playing herself? Sure. Like yeah, have, an, yeah. ha, have yeah. an actress who That's is a known, good idea. Like who who is known known liberal outspoken something and have her play herself in this and right. then do that. So that's I was like I don't know Hillary. I don't, I don't know enough, you know, actresses that speak out on stuff. I try not to listen to that noise because it doesn't matter to me uh, what mm-hmm. celebrities' political views are. But it was a. Uh, I was like, maybe she is, maybe she's an activist. I don't know. And maybe that's the thing. It's like, Oh, you know, but then they didn't have her play like herself. They have this made up person, but I thought that would have been, been a, a funnier take of people who troll celebrities online. And this one happened to be, you know, taking it one step too far. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Put a huge liberal activist, in there and have them play themselves, have it go kind of meta with all that. I, that would have made this movie better too. (laughs) So you mentioned the gas station of her killing people. How about her finding the license plate? Yeah. I mean, so, so she peels off the whole bumper. Yeah. To find the original license plate. Mm -hmm. And my my wife goes, well, that's just lazy. And at the time (laughs) I, I thought that was lazy. But now they were just overthinking it because they built a whole new bumper over it. Right. Like you could yeah. just un- unscrewed, you know, <laughs> put the new one on. But no, they put a whole bumper over that other license plate. Yeah. Like, like that's that's putting t- more eff- unnecessary effort than you needed. So it's less than lazy. It's just stupid. Agreed. And that's another reason why I thought she was kind of in on everything. Because like what would possess you to think that there's a whole fake bumper on there? Well, right, and why, but if she was in on it, she would know where she was going. True. I mean, maybe not, though. I mean, if this was the first time they'd ever done it, I don't know. I mean, at that time, we didn't know any of that, right? Like, if it's, we didn't know it was the first ever hunt or where they've had them in multiple locations or anything like that. Yeah. So that that was just a weird, like, why even bother doing that? I agree. Okay, so I want to go to the, uh, I'm jumping way far ahead. I want to get to the fight. With her and Hillary Swank. Okay. Uh, I liked a lot of that. Uh, I liked a lot of the fight because a lot of the things for for Glow didn't go like they were supposed to. And usually when the hero does something, it works out. Mm-hmm. But 
ever like almost everything she did didn't quite work like it was supposed to do that. Like when she jumped to swing from the the rafters and the thing snapped and she fell. Uh there's like three things that happened like in a row. Oh, even when she busted out the the towel, like she was gonna fight uh her towel versus the person with the knife that we've seen a hundred times in movies. That always the person with the towel wins. <laughs> right. And she ends up getting stabbed. You know? And so I, I just like how you they have this idea of this is going to work and it doesn't work out for the hero. I, right. I, I like it when they do things like that. So I of enjoyed course. that fight probably better than, uh, than, than most than probably I should. Yeah. I, I think that fight was basically the highlight of the movie because there were other times where the action was weird. Um, specifically in the bunker. Um, there were moments where I thought that action scene was really well done. And some of the things that happened in that were kind of funny, but then there was also times where it it was like awkwardly choreographed, where things were kind of it, you, you could almost sense the director saying, "Okay, go," and then they just do the stunt, and then it kind of stops. It, it just that one felt weird, but the end fight I thought was really good. The only thing I didn't like about the end fight, I I, I definitely appreciate what you said, but like just conceptually, the humor that was put in at times, like, and that's a larger problem for the the rest of the movie was just. Sometimes it was trying to be satirical and almost goofy and funny, and other times it it wasn't. And I thought it was like totally a mess. But I think that came out in that last action scene too, like where she's getting ready to run her through the door, and she's like, "Oh, no more glass, no more glass," and they stop. Like, uh, okay, but you haven't been like that the whole movie, so what's right. happening? Right. <laughs> I did enjoy the Tears of the Sun reference. <laughs> that was good. Yes, because that's a terrible movie. Yeah, and, and I love how they're they're making fun of it, and I don't know who if there's any connection to tears of the sun via any actors or any of the director or, or whatnot, <laughs> but why they pick on that movie. But I remember leaving that movie in theaters thinking that was absolutely awful. I haven't seen it since. So it's been 20 years, 20, 30 years. Shoot. I don't know how long that movie is, but, uh, it, uh, that's an awful movie. So I'm glad they made fun of it. Yeah. I like how they're making fun of the name that that's really what it was called. It had Bruce Willis in it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only other thing I have is as much as I love Betty Gilpin and glow, uh, I didn't think she did all that good of a job in this movie. And I, I couldn't tell if it was her acting choices or if it was how she was directed, but there were times where her facial gestures were really o- over accentuated or, or even bizarre at times. Like I, and I don't know if that was moments where they were trying to play up the satire or trying to be funny, but it just, didn't come across well to me. Did did you catch that? Well, especially the fight in the bunker. Like yeah. she was making some weird facial expressions during that fight. And I yeah. didn't know like what am I supposed to be thinking right now? Is yes. she is she crazy? Uh, right. Is she enjoying this? Is she like because you'd think she'd just be pissed off, you know, and that mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't get a lot of what she was trying to do. And I, I really do enjoy her in glow. So I know mm-hmm. she can do whatever you ask her to do. Yeah. But um no, I, I agree with you. It was it was weird. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, we'll get into this a little bit more, but that hurt the movie a little bit, the tone hurt the movie a little bit, and then you just gotta be more unique. The the meta commentary of politics slapped on top of something that we've seen a lot before, just it, it isn't enough to make this thing feel original. It wasn't wasn't far from being decent but like i don't know you, you can't just 
you know, roll out the same story and, and just do a little bit of social commentary and then be like, all right, we're, we're good. We'll call it good there. It just wasn't enough. You think there could have been more with her not being the one that they wanted? Oh, for sure. Like that, that just seemed tacked on at the end, but to what, to what end? Like they didn't really, um, I mean, I, I guess what I take away from it is, uh, you know, it, I guess when people talk shit online, like if you're going to fire back, make sure you got the right person kind of thing. But like, that's a very weak, loose message. Like if you're going to make it be that Hillary Swank got the wrong person, like I guess I feel like you should drive that point home a little bit more or stronger with some kind of message. Right. I think it's, I think it was more of, you didn't want your heroine to be an internet troll. And sure. then, and really she's on either side. Like she, she doesn't have one side or the other mm-hmm. and she's just in this. So you could, you could actively root for her to win no matter which side you were on. Cause she, sure. we don't know where she is other than where she grew up and she was in the military. Right. That's true. So and maybe I mean, that's where they're going with it trying to maybe, soften her character for a side. Maybe, but I feel like if you're going to be satirical and, you know, political in your commentary, you should probably have something that like really drives the point home in the end, right? Like commit one way or the other with something so that you have a message instead of just, well, we're just putting some commentary out here and we'll just let it kind of be. And, you know, so like, I guess my question would be, what are you satirizing in this movie? Right? Like if you're going to say it's a satire, yeah, I walk away with not really understanding the point you were trying to make in several different threads. Then did you really do your job? Yeah, no, I can see that. It's uh, I just don't think they did, yeah, enough different with the movie to add Agreed. that as a topper. Yeah, I I agree. I think that that would be like my general statement about this movie. Like it just it didn't it didn't do enough, right? Like you have an idea that's been retreaded so much, you got to do something with it, and they they didn't really do anything with it. So we're just left with another most dangerous game. Yeah. All right, I think I'm tapped out. <laughs> Running out of things to say? <laughs> yep, I am. I am Thor, son of Odin, and as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right, what would you rate it after all this? I gave it a two and a half. Okay. It it, it uh, is average. I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed her trying to figure out stuff. I wish there would have been more of that. Um, more cleverness. Uh, I enjoy that in movies. It, it was okay. I don't think anybody did a, a bad job. Um, it was just kind of there. So I give it an average. Okay. And I paid $20 for it, so <laughs> I felt like it at least should be average. Sure. Just trying to get your money's worth out of this rating. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you, um, even though I gave it a two. I just thought it, it was teetering on the edge of two and a half and two, but some of the things that we talked about already, which, you know, the uneven acting from Betty Gilpin, the uneven tone, the satirizing without a point, some of the action being a little wonky, it just it fell more to a two to me just because probably I was just more irritated with the fact that it, it didn't do anything with it. Um, so yeah, it just, I think it, it was close to being average, but 
the things that were there just annoyed me a little bit too much and slid me down to a two. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not it's gonna not bite you on half a no. star on the hunt. No, no, no. I, and I think, I think both of us would say it's clearly not a one and a half and right. it's definitely not a three. So agreed. Pick your poison in, in, in the two range. Yeah, exactly. So what was your favorite scene? Well, I actually, I guess it's a scene, probably the opening scene when they first get to the crate and everybody starts dying because uh, like we talked about, I knew what it was about going in. I didn't have high hopes. It's an hour and a half movie and they start offing a few people that I think are going to be main characters. Uh, I mean, I know not the main character, but people that be around for a while. So then I felt like kind of on my toes for that first little bit. Like, okay, well, we're at least, we got something going here. So the, the ball is rolling and they're not messing around. So this is cool. Um, now, it, not to say that momentum kept up or anything, but like that initial thing was was probably my favorite. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Mine was uh, when the first girl got her head blown off. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, I thought she would have been in the movie a little bit longer than that. Yeah. And so um, then they all started getting getting clipped. So, but but her initial head blown off was uh, was like, oh, we're going for it. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, agreed. Um, This might be challenging given the last 30 minutes, but what's one thing you would change? Ah, gosh. One thing. um, One thing I would change would be, again, the... Saying there has to be more is a cop out, and so I have to. I guess I wouldn't have killed everybody. That's what I killed a bunch, but maybe have twenty people opposed to twelve. So where does that that. where does that get you? It gets me more entertaining throughout the rest of the movie of different ways they could be hunted or the hunters actually doing something. Okay, Uh, we didn't see the hunters do anything. No, that's Uh, entirely true. Like arrows just come out of nowhere, and you see bullets from the bunker, which I know they're. They're supposed to be not good at this, you know, their first time and they don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're being trained by a National Guards guy that they brought in. Um, the, But you don't see them out there. I think it would have been better if they're out there hunting and they're getting killed that way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that would have been more entertaining to me. Like they don't know what they're doing type of thing. Yeah. Opposed to her just raiding a bunker and killing a bunch of guys. Yeah. Because why are they still in the bunker? I don't know. I didn't get that anyway, other than like, I guess they just retreat back to that at any point after they chase her, can't find her. They just go back. Just sitting overnight there. I guess. Yeah. That that was weird to me. So I'd have more people and then have the hunters actually hunt. Yeah. I can get behind that. So Uh, I kind of had the same problem as you. Like I want to say that it needs to do more, like have a better twist or a surprise. Um, But I guess... Uh, movie wise, I would even even out the tone basically. Now, whether that affects Betty's acting or not, I, I don't know. But either go full satire and, and try to be silly with it and funny, or don't. the The unevenness, like we talked about, especially as it's presented in that last fight, is just it feels so out of place. Um, and truthfully, I, I guess I would probably say, given what I've mentioned in the in the podcast, is that. I would go more heavy on the satire because I feel like if you tone back the satire, you're just left with another dangerous game. Um, so like, let's just go heavy with the satire, lean into it all the way, have it be funny and then drive it home with a message. So like 
just go all the way with it instead of this like half half we're not really sure what we're doing and at least then I would have thought it was original or had something to say even if I maybe still didn't like the movie instead of not liking the movie and feeling like it had nothing to say did you get why the other people were involved like I didn't get the connection of all of them to each other I didn't either other than didn't they I felt like maybe they had been fired from the same company they were on a group text message together. But right. then when she was interviewing her company, they were saying, yeah, they all left their respective companies or something. Oh, okay. So but maybe I, the same thing happened to them. So it's supposed to be like cancel culture? Yeah. And so, so I, I guess mean, that's but it. I didn't know their relationship to each other other than oh, yeah. they were friends. But it seemed weird that people in the room would all be friends with one another. Yeah. Not. I think that's that would be my guess. They're all friends. Those text messages leaked. They all got fired from their jobs. So they all banded together. Yeah, but I don't know how they're how they're connected or sure. Anyway, but I did like that <laughs> scene when they were picking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that, funny. That was a good scene. More, yeah. more stuff like that. I think agreed. So, act actor slash actress swap. Yeah, um, Hillary Swank bothered me conceptually. Not necessarily her acting or her performance. Agreed. But so I'm actually not going to take her out because I thought she was fine in the movie. Um, I hate doing this because I love her in Glow. I just didn't like her in this movie. Uh, mm. part, part, of me, part of me did. Part of me didn't. But I will say that the, like the facial expressions and the uneven tone that sometimes came from her, whether it's her fault or not, bothered me. And so I'm taking Betty Gilpin out and I'm taking the low hanging fruit that we already talked about earlier. And I'll just take Samara weaving from ready or not and put her in this. Okay. Just, just totally, just, just totally typecasting her. You are the one who is hunted. <laughs> Always. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that definitely gives a different feel mm-hmm. to the movie. Um, I like her, so I'm not gonna gonna hate on you for that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it changes the movie a lot. No, I guess it. I mean, it does. She can do more comedy, I think. Yeah, and I mean, she she had hints of like the kind of going insane a little bit in Ready or Not, which I'm not sure if that's what they were going for here. I mean, part of the problem with recasting Betty Gilpin is like, I don't know what they were going for. Like, I'd, and I don't know if it was her or the writing or the directing, and I'm so confused by it. So, like, I just had to pick somebody that I thought, I guess, could could still do good. I mean, I, I just don't know. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, it's not a bad choice. No, it can't be a bad uh, choice. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. Well, I didn't like Hillary Swink in the movie at all um although i thought she very much handled the physical aspects of the fight and everything very well Mm -hmm. and so i don't want to compromise the end scene but i mean she did fine but when it when i saw the trailer and hillary swank was the bad guy i was like eh, and probably because she doesn't done a lot Mm -hmm. i guess and so i know her from the next cruddy kid and million dollar baby. <laughs> right. You know, that's my, that's my two references for her. Um, so I don't know. I just, I just didn't get it. And so then started going down the path of, um, like I mentioned earlier of who is a known liberal actress. 
And so I just Googled, you know, who's a liberal actress. And, it's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it gave me a list. And I don't know if this is entirely accurate other than she donated to a Democrats campaign in Kentucky is what the underneath it said. But I did okay. like her for the role. So uh, Cameron Diaz was the one okay. that came up uh, only from from that side of things. But if I I actually picked one before I had that epiphany. Um, and I went with uh, my my tried and true Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, that would have worked. And I think she could handle the physical part of it. She's mm-hmm. fought vampires before, and uh, <laughs> and werewolves. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was fine with either one of those two, but I, I really wanted somebody to play themselves. But although when I think of Cameron Diaz, I don't think liberal, so I don't know who that actress would be. But then I thought like Brie Larson, but I think she's more. Uh, women's rights than necessarily liberal sure and, they, and so i don't know whoever it was i wanted that to be a reveal and not shown in the trailer yeah if, if well, you're gonna it, go that route exactly if you're gonna play it up like you shouldn't know who this is then yeah i mean it'd be like if matt damon was all over the posters and trailers for interstellar like then it what's the point of that like i mean i still get <laughs> right. it he's in the movie but like if if it's supposed to be a secret and especially when you make it a point to hide her face through half the movie why why have it be somebody you put in the marketing it makes zero right. sense yep yep okay what award did you give it i gave it my least favorite adaptation of the most dangerous game so that's saying i'd rather watch hard target than watch this well hard target's a damn good movie <laughs> Well, <laughs> mm, it's not. <laughs> it's a more entertaining watch, but I'm not sure that it's a better movie. The way he whips his mullet around like that? Oh, I know. It's glorious. Bites the uh, tail off the rattlesnake after he punches it. Yes. Yes. It's it's a winner. Go, go check out Hard Target. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean, I've seen several. We've talked about them in the beginning, and this would be the last one on my list. I just scanning. I think I agree with you. Okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton I haven't seen, so I need to clarify that I'm saying it's my least favorite because out of the ones I've seen, so that's... Like, I I even watched the trailer for Condemned, and I was like, you know what? I'd probably rather watch that. Yeah. See Stone Cold Steve Austin kill some people. Oh, sure. Yeah, I hope... Does he do stunners in movies like when The Rock does Rock Bottom? He's got to. Somebody got to get stunned in there. I don't think I've ever seen a Stone Cold movie. I think he was in maybe one of the uh, Expendables. Was he? He, was, yeah. he was the first Expendable. Okay, um, I'm sure somebody got stunned in that. <laughs> oh, he was in uh, uh, Adam Sandler, The Longest Yard. Oh, that's true. I don't yeah, think he's but, stunned. I don't think he stunned anyone. But it definitely wasn't an action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't count The Longest Yard because I mean it was a football movie, so it's not like you know you, you can just work in wrestling moves everywhere. So, yeah. So no, I'm gonna see if that's streaming somewhere and watch watch Condemned <laughs> while I'm while I'm quarantined here. You let me know how that goes. <laughs> All right, I went with the the most hyped, biggest letdown award. Mm, okay, I don't really think it was that hyped, was it? I think the whole cancellation of this, you know, and pushing it, and then I think we would have heard more about it if theaters were open. Okay, I mean, I I get it. Like we talked about in the beginning, that it kind of had this self-fulfilling hype because of the cancellation. But I guess I, I didn't feel like it was like all over TV and marketed everywhere. Um, but then again, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to that. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm going with. Okay. Uh, At least this are year. You, are you saying I'll for go, this we'll year? Go 2020. <laughs> okay. We'll go 2020. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then the last one that we have, if you like this movie, you would also like. Well, I went with uh, Ready or Not because I thought uh, that's. Damn it. Is that what you went with also? Yeah, that's what I went with. Because I thought the the feel is what they were trying to go for, mm-hmm. uh, but didn't quite land it. And then uh, Samara Weaving, she's awesome. And I think people would enjoy that movie. It's a very good movie. Very underrated. Yeah, completely agree. I think we didn't do an episode on it, right? But we talked about it, I think, in our like year in review. Um, yes. Okay, but completely agree with you. Like, just, I don't. On every level, that movie's better. It does things more creatively, keeps the story going, acting is better, scenes are funny. Like It's just an all-around better movie. Um, so I, I don't see anybody, for the most part, saying, I liked The Hunt but did not like Ready or Not. And I like The Hunt and Ready or Not is better, is what everybody would say. Yeah. I don't I, know I anybody hope, that wouldn't so. make that same. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that is it for The Hunt. I think next week we are looking at a top five because nothing is going to be on theaters and the <laughs> the streaming releases, well, you're not buying them. And who knows? They just announce them randomly um, as to what they're going to be. So feels like a good time for a top five. Let's just do a top five. All right. That gives us Where five can- movies to watch before next week. Oh, Lord. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen, we are there. If you're on Apple, please leave a review to help spread the word that you are a fan of the show. And we will be back, like we said, next week with a top five. That's it. Yeah, our our PSA, stay home, stay away from the homes. (laughs) Yes, very well done. (laughs) All right, we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.